Chadwick is an amazing actor and we thought would fit perfectly with the MCU. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one singer tribe. A lot of the things about the character are also true about Chad. He's very knowledgeable. He's an athlete, you know, a martial artist. He's had a lot of experience playing roles that come with a lot of weight, you know. So I think he has a he has a person, he has a guy, has a lot of has a, has a lot of weight to him. He Bombay! He Bombay! I've known him since I was about like 17, so I've known him for a really long time. You know, I just think he did an incredible job being true to the, to the character. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Because you're weak and deep covered. And you, you're the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 213 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Araj. My other host, Carlos. Borgwell. Eric, say hi. Hey guys, what's happening? King Tom, say what's up. What's up? Here's what I've been thinking. Less. Hi. <laughs> we're the Sith List, and we're here to give you the weekend geek. Are you happy, Steel? Are you, is that what you wanted, Steel? Is that what you wanted from the intros? Steel Saunders was giving a shit about how long our intros are and how he only just wants to get to what King Tom thinks. But I, I have no problem with that. Us. I know you have no problem with that, that, obviously. That's all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. So we're not going to do this whole intro thing for this episode. We're going back in it next week. And I don't want to hear no, yeah, or whatever, hoo hoo's, Mr. Struthers. That's my favorite part. Hey, <laughs> listen, man, you know, this is my show too, even though apparently nobody <laughs> thinks it is. And if I want to say, hi, yay, whenever you say my name, that's what I'm going to do. And you can kiss my butt, man. Ooh. See what happened, Steel? You already started like a riff. It's like a band that's about to break up. I don't like it. Good job, Yoko Saunders. Good job, <laughs> Yoko Saunders. <laughs> Let's just jump into it. How's everybody doing? Mr. Strathers, how are you doing? I'm great, man. That sounded so, so sincere and so... Uh, <laughs> everything, everything good or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Very colorful tonight. King Tom. How are you, buddy? Um, you know, I'm good. The kids, uh, they started school this week. Uh, they went back Monday and Tuesday, but it's like an orientation week. So the rest of the week, they don't have school. 
Right. So it was great Monday and Tuesday, and now I got to wait a few more days. <laughs> I hear you, but no, it's uh, fun. It's fun. I like ha- I like being around, staying healthy. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, I got good flu night. shot the other day. My arm is dead, but I'm staying healthy. Oh, those flu shots, dude. I get them, and I feel sick within the night. And the doctor says you're not going to feel sick. That's just a myth. Oh, but I, I sort of got to get sick every time. Every every time, every time and my arm goes dead. <laughs> right. Well, my arm doesn't go dead. I don't know what that is. I don't get paralysis of my arm, but I do feel ill and tired and run down. But that just might be me. It's because you have a baby in your house. That's true. That's true. That, that's my flu shot every day. Les, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Uh, I was on. Uh, I was on earlier with Steel and Maria from Sisters with Sabers. So there's no plugging on this show, especially sorry. With just saying, helping get the show out there even more. It was actually a amazing podcast. You well done, Les. Yep. It was cool. I was telling Steel that it was Thanks. weird because I had you guys on the big screen. And in the living room, and Malik was staring at you last because he's so used to seeing you here on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. He was, he was tripping out. And then he saw Steel because he knows Steel too. So he was yeah. just looking at you guys, not saying a word, and just shaking his head like this, like ET. And I was like, yeah, they're not, uh, they're not. I usually, I usually talk to him too when he starts to stare at me. So. Right. He's like, why aren't you talking to me back? He's like, what? But dude? yeah, you guys all kicked ass. It was, it was fantastic. And we're going to touch upon some of the stuff that you talked about with the John Boyega stuff uh, that yeah. came out today. Boo, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Did you wear that shirt because you knew you were going to be on camera today? Uh, no, it's because it's clean. <laughs> All right. Br- no Brittany's cap. Doing one. <laughs> Brittany's doing wonders, I guess. Oh, well, she'll, she'll see that this is on video, so this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, if this gets out. Uh, this well. Gets out. Well, glad. I'm glad everybody's doing fantastic. Let me uh, give out the shenanigans. Check us out on the SithList.net, where you can listen to the entire SithList catalog. You can also look up some stuff to buy, like gear and all that great stuff. You can listen to our and watch our trailer trash stuff. Check out our Pot of Four page where we have amazing, great podcasts like The Bad Motivators and Blue Harvest and Pop Culture Hour, Sisters with Sabres, Steel Wars, all kinds of cool stuff like that. So check them out. Click and go to that amazing place like Boo's Chest Hair. I think what we should do is before we get into the box office and the Weekend Geek, and all the Star Wars stuff that we want to talk about. I think we need to talk about Mr. Chadwick Boseman. And it'd be kind of weird to not hit that off right off the bat and then wait on it and wait on it. King Tom actually broke the news to me. And we were on a Zoom call with about 25, 30 people, right, Eric and Tom Boo? Topped out right about there, yeah. Yeah, and it was a celebration Zoom chat. And we had people from Australia, England, uh, all over the country zooming in and kind of saying hi, having drinks, having a good old time was a great time. And then I got a text from King Tom saying that Chadwick Boseman passed away. And my heart just dropped. Not even thinking about it, I just said over the video, King Tom, is that real? And then that started a whole thing. And so we got the horrible, horrible news that he passed away. He has been fighting colon cancer for four years and he's been filming movies, doing junkets, going to chemo and still doing his thing. So awful, awful news. What an amazing talent. Just awful that this happened. Uh, anybody want to touch upon the, the legacy that he leaves behind? If you look at his movies and the, the figures that he's played, it's amazing. Like with your mom and Lorena, who I watched uh, Marshall, Third I Marshall film, yet. which was great. Josh Gad is in it. He's so good in it. And I was thinking when I was watching mm-hmm. it, this guy's just playing amazing legends. Mm-hmm. You know, Jackie Robinson, Marshall. 
he James also Brown. played James James Brown, mm-hmm. and then uh, of course his iconic, you know, fictional role of of T'Challa. But but what a talent, what a talent, and he's going to be missed. So um, yeah, what do you guys? Uh, what do you, I mean, obviously we all we're all sad about it, but any reflection on what he means to pop culture and to geekdom and to like podcasts like us, the Sithless who covers everything. He's been an integral part of our podcast for the last, gosh, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm going to say is I don't think any other actor is going to replicate a start to a career like he has. You know, it's 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 one thing to get your breakout role. Some people get a breakout role like, you know, 10 years into the business. You know, they've been on TV or other things. But for him to be Jackie Robinson right away and play a different version and play a the you the impact of forty two is gonna be a life. It's gonna be. I would say you just have to immortalize this film. It's just it, it gives it so much more of a. You know, other other Jackie Robinson movies have come and gone, but forty two is like. It's just so immersive. You know, you feel you you bonded more. You 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 related more. You were able to you know, actually get a good feel for watching Jackie Robinson play baseball. Like that's how good of an actor Chadwick Boseman was. He was able to do that. And in such a powerful, powerful message and movie in general. And it's, it's, it's an intense movie for those of you that have seen it. You know, I saw it in the theaters and it was, uh, I saw it in the theaters right next to my mother. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was intense, but you moved up and down with that movie. You move when Jackie, when he was doing great and playing great ball, good. But then when he had a racist encounter, you were like, Oh, come on. And it like really, really sunk you, you know? And for him to just hit the ground running like that. And it just keeps just plowing through and just giving us all these things and just giving us great performances. Gods of Egypt. I don't know about, but. Other than that, yeah. you know, <laughs> right? I didn't see that. But but then again, like I said, I can't win them all. But you, and then to finally culminate in bringing Black Panther to yeah. life, you know, right? And for for me to say when that was first announced to say, you know, Marvel's done a great job bringing you know third, you know, C C list characters. No, no more. T'Challa is A list all the way. Oh uh, yeah, Black mm-hmm. Panther is. It, it this just solidified uh Black Panther as as far as I would say comics and, and just going forward, this solidifies him as a easily top twenty character now from here on out. Maybe the most important character in Marvel's history. And that too, because now you get into where and I talked about this earlier, you know, when I was we were all uh us four of us, four of the five of us are around the same age. And I'm pretty sure growing up, we all had the same heroes to a degree, you know, and I couldn't be Superman. Like I wanted to wear the costume, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to every Halloween. Can I be Superman? I want to be Luke Skywalker. Uh, no, you can't. Does it, it doesn't really work. It, it worked for my little brother, but it didn't work for me. And I grew, you know, you get to adulthood and there's still not, um, the same push as far as representation and then black Panther comes out and it's just like watching Superman, the very first Christopher Reeve Superman, you know, it's just breathtaking. And to be able to see 
that now there's somebody that kids can want to be when they play with their friends, when they get a chance to, uh, you know, play with their friends, you know, and they want to play, let's play superheroes. And there it is. Someone can actually legitimately say I'm black Panther. It feels just right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come with any, you know, uh, hangups of any type. It feels right. And it is right. Going off what Les said, uh, I've been to a lot of Marvel opening nights, but there was a different electricity on Black Panther opening night because you had a lot of people who didn't typically go to Marvel movies uh, and a lot of people who have like less, you know, they've never seen themselves on the screen. And Chadwick just brought something else to it to, to, to a whole nother level. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, people older than us, they like to hold up James Dean. I guess Rebel Without a Cause meant something to that generation. But really, James Dean only had three, I think, credited movie roles. And mm. that entire generation idolizes him. But you look at Chadwick Boseman, he has Black Panther. He has everything, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson. He brought these characters to life. And yes, Black Panther is fictional and a lot of the other roles he did too. But he also brought three real life heroes on screen. And I, and I think that that will mean so much more to people of our generation and other generations now. What a, what a great point. Kids that are growing up are going to watch these films to learn about these figures, and it's always going to be him. Mm -hmm. That is pretty amazing. And it's funny you said that, King Tom. I, Lorraine and I, we were in New York. We were in Manhattan when the opening came out. We bought tickets in advance, so we got to see it in Manhattan. And what an amazing experience to see it with a room filled up with African-Americans, Caucasians, Puerto Ricans, Asians. And they, everybody just was so excited. They got up, screamed, cheered. I've never experienced that in a film other than like going to a Star Wars opening night. But for a, like a comic book movie, never experienced that. And seeing kids that are of color taking pictures with the billboard the, in the hallways of the, the theater and looking at that and saying, hey, my God, there's finally a representation of, of someone that I can look like. That's hands down my, must be the most important character in comic book history as of, as of right now. Yeah, no, and you know, you know, piggybacking on on what Ori has been said, the balls that it takes to be on the forefront of those three characters—that's a hard thing to right, do. Right, that's a really hard thing to do because you know all those, all three of those characters, legends, <laughs> legends in their own right. And then somebody tells you, "We'd like for you to be that person." <laughs> that takes some real guts, some real balls, and to do it in a fantastic way, like he has done. Top notch, top oh, yeah. notch. So, you know, and then also to take a character that other people have seen, you know, it's hard to, because everybody else has their, their own headcanon, you know, with, with their comic book characters. Sure. Oh, I like this aspect. I like that one. I don't like this one too much. I don't like that. And that's a hard thing to do, especially with a first time character and something so big, mm -hmm. so monumental. And I'm sure very important to him. Right. And the fact that he was able to put uh, the child on screen in such a magnificent way, it's just, you know, it, it, it'll never be forgotten. It's just an amazing thing. Yeah. An amazing thing. I think the whole notion, too, that he accomplished all these things while more or less silently battling cancer and oh, just continued to give back and give back and give back. Jeez. That that speaks volumes to what kind of person that he was and what sort of like fiber and fortitude he was composed of. And to me, man, that is a that is a big deal because I don't know. I think that would be very tough to do. And plainly, yep. he mm -hmm. he dug deep and did it. Unbelievable. 
Horrible loss. And we have quotes from two people that I thought would be important. Billy D. Williams hmm. tweeted something out. He put, this young man was a true hero. He taught an entire generation of young black children that no matter their background, to be a hero of their own story. He taught an entire generation of young white children that their heroes don't have to look like them. Michael B. Jordan said, everything you've given the world, the legends and the heroes that you've shown us we are, will live on forever. But the thing that hurts the most is that I now understand how much of a legend and hero you are. Through it all, you never lost sight of what you loved most. You cared about your family, your friends, your craft, your spirit. You cared about kids, the community, our culture, our humanity. You cared about me. You are my big brother, but I never fully got a chance to tell you or to truly give you flowers while you're here. Unbelievable. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg had a great idea. I wanted to get you guys' you know, thoughts on this. Oh my God, just another Sister Act movie, I'm going to No, definitely not doing Sister Act. <laughs> well, she, well I, won't, I won't rule that out. I won't rule that out, but it has nothing to do with Sister Act. She said, dear people in charge of building new experiences at Disneyland and World and Disney World, we don't really need another Frozen Land, but what we could use is a Wakanda. That what a great bad. idea. Maybe not the whole land. I don't know if they're going to, they have land to dedicate a whole land, but maybe a statue, tribute, a ride, something that has to do with Chadwick Boseman and how important that character of, of T'Challa is. And hopefully we get that in maybe Marvel land that's coming to Marvel Academy. That might be the best I'm, place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm sure they'll put something, something Wakanda related, yeah. something like that. Cause you know, it's, I don't know. I love the idea, but I also love the idea that Wakanda is a secret. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe have like a, like a secret store or something, you know, that, that just, you don't see it. It just has, you know, I don't know, Tim's shop or something like that. Right. And they sell. Like a, it's like a speakeasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they sell fucking vibranium <laughs> or something like that. Or yeah, like a speakeasy where you can walk into a special room. I don't know. That's, it is, if they did it, I would love it. You know, a statue, something real bold about yeah. it. But then I also love the idea that, you know, Wakanda is just this regular country, but in, in whispers, people know what it is. So I don't know. I don't know. But either way, either way, I, I, I would dig it. A full-blown land or a statue or yeah. something or just something real, just that would not just real yeah. incognito would be the shit. That would be really cool. What do you guys, I mean, this might be too early to even talk about, but King Tom, we talked a little bit on, on our chat room about this. Black Panther 2, that's going to happen. It was know? scheduled to start filming in February. Right. What in the world are they going to do? And God, what shoes to fill? Mm-hmm. And how are they going to explain it in the film? Are they going to just, gosh, who knows what they're going to do? King Tom, what is your opinion on that? Is, should they have him pass away in the MCU or should they just bring somebody in? I was thinking a perfect guy to do it, but can't because he's been in them films is Michael B. Jordan. One of his great friends. He's known him since he's 17 years old. I think he would be great. But how would you do that when he's been Killmonger already? What do you think, King Tom? It's not an easy answer. And I think it's like when they, when Star Wars had to deal with Carrie Fisher dying, is that no matter what you do, you're going to make someone unhappy. And I think, I think the best part of me wants to say, talk to his family and see how they would want to see him remembered. Because Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have to have like a dedicate the film to him. And then either you, the options are either recast or pass the Black Panther mantle onto Shuri. But I don't, I think right now we're still too close to it oh, to, to wow, say for yeah. sure, because she, she has been the Black Panther in the comics, right? Right. Right. right, right yes. Right, right. Yeah, she has. And a lot of people are saying 
you know, if we're going to have the cast discussion, if we're going to have a cat recast or what to do discussion, uh, that the best, the best thing would be to do that would be to just hand the mantle to Shuri for a movie and try to figure something out from there. But, but I don't know what she would do. Yeah. Yeah. She would have to want to do it though. Yeah. Yeah. She would have. I, I think at the, at the minimum they would probably reshuffle their schedule. I don't know what they had in production scheduled after that, but I yeah. would imagine, I would imagine yeah. this movie going on hold for quite some time. Well, well the think tank is probably already, going at it i would yeah. imagine also oh what a tough problem well we that's we definitely wanted to start off with that before we got into it i thought we it'd be more respectful for us to do that it's hard to transition and get into like box office and other stuff that doesn't mean anything let's talk box office very interesting for the first time in a while according to variety tenet made 53 million dollars worldwide I've heard Tenet. those numbers in a long time. King Tom is really, really excited. Our friends Rusty and Brittany Brown, more of a friend, Timbu. Some uh, of us. Yeah, yeah, some of you. They're watching it actually as we speak. I've heard really great things about it. And then I've heard reviews that were, it's more confusing than Interstellar and Inception. Mm-hmm. But somebody said filmmaking at its greatest, somebody on Variety. So I, I, I can't wait to see it. I don't know when we're going to be able to see it. Not for a while. How, how $53 are- million. Dollars. How are Brittany and Rusty watching this? I think in Carlsbad or in San Diego, they've lifted some of the... Yeah, San Diego uh, County. San Diego County. Interestingly enough, San Diego County has been one of the few counties in California that has actually been okay yeah, for the yeah. most part. in the gyms too. Yeah, exactly. So they are, they're having restaurants at 25%, movie theaters, the same thing. What is it? Gyms and stuff like that. Right. Hair salons and all that. So yeah. Hmm. Got it. Everybody's trying to be safe. Right. And there, exactly. I, I guess they're doing a good job at it. I think New Mutants was number two. I don't know the numbers exactly, but it was number two. Bill and Ted's was number three, I believe. Bill and Ted's was number one in streaming. Uh, did anybody get to see Bill and Ted's at all? No. We've heard some good things about it. I know that, but I haven't been able to see it. I did watch a couple of things. I watched Palm Springs. Uh, that's a movie with Adam Samberg, I believe is his name. A- Andy Samberg, um, isn't it? Andy Samberg, thank you, from SNL. And it was pretty interesting. Uh, it was funny, but it was Groundhog's Day with a little sci-fi involved in it, which was really odd. And J.K. Simmons was also in it. And he was great. It was it was, a, it was an okay movie. I mean, it was, it's not worth paying for, but it's if you have Hulu, it's free. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching with your significant other and it's a fun little movie. But I did see something. Lorena has never seen the movie Risky Business. <laughs> one of my favorite movies growing up because it was one of those taboo movies where I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I did watch it anyways. And I thought that like the train scene was the most erotic thing ever when I watched it. So I watched it again with her and I was like, I hope this holds up because most of those movies in the 80s, some of them, well, some of them, they don't hold up. I will say Risky Business held up like a champion. Nice. And Lorena and Lorena loved it. Awesome movie. Loved it. You guys remember Risky Business, right? Oh yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it in probably 30 years, but but the soundtrack yes. by Tangerine Dream. <laughs> they did the soundtrack and then they have totally forgot that in the air tonight Phil Collins's masterpiece is the song right when they get on that train. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he didn't even realize this. Great film. Tom Cruise was excellent in it. Everybody was excellent. Even, what's his name that played in all the Revenge of the Nerds films? Booger. <laughs> he was fantastic. And then Balky from Perfect Strangers. Yeah, Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot's in it. He's a champ in it. 
So good. Rebecca De Mornay. Boo, have you seen Risky Business? I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole movie, no. This is a champion. <laughs> you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. The look of disappointment on Eric's face. He, yeah. he, he should right. know that he hasn't seen it. Well, of course it's not. Like last, it's not like Last Dragon. Yeah. Oh. But it's really good. Hang on. I do have some Last Dragon news. So, oh, oh, nice. So real quick, I just finished watching the first season of uh, Cobra Kai today. loved it loved it loved it i watched it in two sittings basically loved it so good it hit all the right spots for me Eh, the wire the writing for the last couple episodes there's things that maybe i would have done differently but (laughs) i'm sitting in an attic podcasting (laughs) and whoever made that show is not doing this so (laughs) that's right right. right, and i was wrong but the other thing i watched this weekend was the goonies hadn't seen it in forever easily 20 years and this is something that the family and I have been trying to do, you know, since I haven't been doing gigs or anything like that. We watched some movie from when uh, Amanda and I were, my wife and I were kids with our kids to see what they think of it. And, you know, some of the movies have been mixed reviews like E.T. They thought it was painfully slow, oh, yeah, and, which they're that. not wrong, but by today's standards. But we watched The Goonies. They loved it. But one of the things we did is, so I do this Patreon show for the Bad Motivators called Strother's Family Secrets once a month. And it's, it's, there's no secrets. It's just a dumb name. But this week, (laughs) this month, we started a thing. We called it Trash or Treasure and pick a movie and watch it and see, give our, our take on it. And they all loved it. But the subject of The Last Dragon came up. Oh. And uh, here's just a piece, a little, a little clip oh, from the great. show. Oh, great, 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 great. So, let us know, and we'd be happy, happy to check them out. I would like to do The Last Dragon, but apparently in the no. first five minutes, everybody besides me decided <laughs> no. it was trash. Trash. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's I so you. sad. You know, oh. I got to be honest I with you. I don't think you do. Last dragon trash. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Yeah. What's that? Trash. <laughs> oh. You you guys are not cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it went, man. It, it, to hear Henry's little voice, I have something to say about the last dragon. <laughs> trash. Yeah, they were not fans. The 15 minutes of it, I got them to watch. So um, I'm looking for a place to stay. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, the, you come the, over here, buddy. The, the divorce papers are in the mail, right? Oh, yeah. oh, that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. <laughs> oh. Man, anybody else watch anything? I tweeted out something about Lovecraft Country, the yeah, third episode, which yeah, was uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Scary. Lorena couldn't watch the TV because we watched it right before we go to bed. And she's like, I'm not watching. I can't watch a scene. I can't watch a scene. It has Jordan Peele written all over that. Oh, episode. yeah. Yeah. And it's so Halloween. He got me excited about Halloween. And then I was like, can't do anything for Halloween this year. Damn it. Shit. <laughs> uh, that's okay. But, you got you got something else to do. Just wait for that later. Yeah, that's true. It is really good if you haven't checked it out. It's it's very different. Les, how would you explain that show? It, they use a soundtrack. They use music from current no, stuff. It's, they it's, use spoken it, word. It's, it's just the new so frontier cool. of science fiction. Yeah, That's just set all in the it 50s. is. It, it's just like yeah. Atlanta was groundbreaking. Let's say, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the TV show Atlanta, groundbreaking. Uh, you know, it, it just came. It just came from a different lens through a different lens. And this is the story. This is. It's just a different 
lens that it's being told mm-hmm. through and shown through. And it's a good ride. And if you haven't read the book, I encourage you guys get it on. I got it on Audible. Listen to it on my drives to and from work. And mm. it's it's definitely an interesting thing. And it's sci-fi horror set in the 50s and has a lot of issues that are yeah. going down right now. So, it. yeah, so it's you, very combine, timely, so, you combine yeah. the race. You combine basically the perils, the perils of being black, you know, mm-hmm. in America. And in addition, add all of the science fiction and occult issues mm-hmm. that, you know, right. all the tropes and you throw them in there. And it's like, you know, not only do you have to worry about getting out of a sundown county, you have to also now worry about these monsters, these vampire monsters that right. come out of nowhere to kill you, too. So you got yeah. sheriffs on your ass busting shots at you. And you got these crazy monsters coming out of nowhere, too. And it's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy it's enough to fry your brain. Dude. It really is. So check it out if you haven't. And I also started Shit's Creek, by the way, which with Eugene Levy and his son. What's her name? Why don't Fantastic you just break actress. down and watch Letterkenny? No, 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 no. If Shits, I, I know they're both Canadian shows. But if Shits you're Creek looking for fantastic a, a comedy along the lines of Community, Parks and Rec, The Office, all that, Letterkenny's right there, man. And it's got enough well, hockey I saw, in it. I don't want to cheat on Parks and Rec until I'm done. Uh, I'm, I feel really bad that I'm watching Shit's Creek because I want to finish Parks and Rec. And I haven't finished Last Kingdom also because I don't want it to finish. Like, I'm, mm. I'm in that mode again. Like, I don't want the show to end, so I'm not going to watch the last two episodes. Okay. Well, there is your box office. Kylo, take it away. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. So, the the really big news in Star Wars right now is not Wars, from from John Boyega. Uh, he did an interview with uh, was it the UK's. GQ, is that who it was? G- yeah, GQ UK, yeah. Yeah, GQ yeah. UK. And uh, he talked about his experience with Star Wars and his thoughts about kind of how it all went. And honestly, it's pretty fair. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a huge bummer when you think about it. So right. I didn't read the entire article. I try to just shoot for the spots with this. But essentially, th- the whole point was is you don't have person of color use them as a huge advertising piece and then sideline them which in he didn't blame ryan johnson per se but he you know they did talk about how the last jedi is kind of where the character of finn fell off but what you know he wasn't talking about just himself he was also talking about kelly marie tran Mm -hmm. who was a huge deal in the last jedi comparatively and then was nowheresville in the rise of skywalker you know i never really looked at it from that angle i mean ray was obviously going to be the jedi of the story arc eh, but seeing where who finn was leading up all the way through the force awakens it really does kind of kind of leave a gap there i i'm not sure what to make of it what do you guys think about this unless you were on steel show and this is exactly what it was about well like i said earlier he's speaking to his experience and if he had a a less than pleasant experience on set, you know, now's the time to say something. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of times people save it for, you know, a tell all story or massive interview, like, you know, at toward the end of their career or something. But I mean, this guy is straight up like John Boyega is not, you know, he's, he's, he's a different breed of, of an, of an actor now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this guy is out there doing, you know, in the thick, uh, in the thick of the black lives matter, 
you know, at the very, very beginning when the, the iron was hot, he was out there, you know, giving impassioned speeches and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're, it, he's going to tell it like it is, man, just in all honesty. I didn't even realize it until I was watching Steel's show that he was absolutely right. They advertised him as being the Jedi in the first preview. Like his face pops up first. I was about he, to say that, yeah. And later on in other previews, he holds the lightsaber. And then when you watch the film, obviously you know that he's not. And Le- Les, you were saying today also that we really don't even find out that he does really have 100% have force abilities. They hint at it, but they kind of throw it out there. You decide if he does or not kind of thing. Well, when you look back on things. I do think that, I mean, that is the advertising slant, but it was misdirection with an intent. And I don't think that it was hey, here's a black guy, we'll use him and throw a lightsaber in his hand. I think it just happened to be the character in this position who was mm. Finn because what they they wanted to have Daisy Ridley as Rey being the complete, like, out of nowhere thing that you never saw coming. And, mm. you know, when oh, that yeah. lightsaber yeah. goes flying across the thing into her hand, that was... It, that was a it big deal. It worked out, yeah. you know? You know, they use lightsabers as that's the most iconic Star Wars thing there is. The unfortunate thing is, you know, John Boyega's uh, thoughts and opinions about how it all went is his reality. And, man, I got a lot of respect for the dude. And, you know, he's only he's the only one of, of any of us that were on the other side of these talks behind closed doors, like when he was gearing up to make the movies. So if he feels this way, man, I'd say there's a a lot to that. It is a bummer that, you know, there's so many aspects of the movies, of the three movies that I love, but there are a lot of things that, man, I so could have lived without. And, you know, Finn and Rose being stuck on this sideline trip to Canto by was, uh, I understand what they were trying to accomplish with it, but. Man, compared to the asses he was kicking and the names he was taking in uh, The Last Jedi, it was quite the departure, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that ultimately, you know, what what became the character's big contribution was sort of leading this charge of stormtroopers deciding that, hey, this isn't... We're on the wrong side of history here. We got to do something about it. Because... The implication was was that Jana had had heard of him, that he was that guy that was the first one to leave, you know. But I just hate that it's a thing. I I do think there are things he could have done differently, and this isn't something that I've been dwelling on all this time. It's it's a bit of an eye opener, but I'm glad to like have the attention drawn to it and have my eyes open for it. I think he makes some really good points about you know what not just Disney, but what any company needs to do to do it right. Strong bet that he won't be coming back to do any more Star Wars. Yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a fishy thing that they, well, the, the next news probably you're going to talk about, Eric, would probably be the Mandalorian stuff, right? Yeah, and that's, this is one of those things that it, it's either like this comedy of errors or, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? It's so Chadwick Boseman passes away, the Star Wars Twitter account tweets about it and then people start burning them down about well you would have never cast him in any of your stupid movies anyway so what are you doing this for and then john boyega's interview comes out which plainly he didn't give that interview yesterday but uh that comes out and then they're like oh this is uncomfortable Ta-da! guess what the mandalorian season two is going to be out october 30th 
happy Halloween. And of course there's no trailer or anything, but it's, uh, I probably would have just sat on that, you know, just for a couple of days. Yeah. Just because even if it wasn't the intent, they pay people a lot of money whose job it is to think about that strategy and think about what their public (laughs) appearance Mm -hmm. looks like, who maybe could have thought that through and said, you know, man, yeah, let's wait on this. But, you know, at least, yeah. But now we know when The Mandalorian's going to air finally. But honestly, as much as I hate to say this, man, because I do love Star Wars, I'll, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it, but dude, none of this is important. I'm just going to be honest with you. And none of it's right. important. I, yeah. I've talked about this on the motivators where yeah. I still love star Wars. Don't get me wrong. I still get like the, the weepy, the, like the emotional tie of it. But you know, here I'm getting all these collectibles that I pre-ordered just <laughs> months ago that suddenly it's like hitting my bank account. You're, I'm like, you're what the hell card. is this? <laughs> Dude, I get the stuff and I just don't care. I got boxes of crap sitting behind me that at one yeah. point I couldn't wait to have. And now I'm like, yep, whatever. And the Mandalorian coming out in the face of all this. Am I glad to watch it when it comes? Of course I am. But that news today was just in the way of everything else going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah. I think yeah. that's a swing and a miss, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it seems very small compared to everything that's going on right now, especially you know, the things we're dealing with society and now it, and we, we have star Wars involved in something like this. It just makes it even worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a good day for the company. Yeah. Right. King Tom, you're always quite wise on subjects like these. Do you think mm-hmm. this was a, just a straight up calculated move or do you think they're just dummies? I think they, this was part of their marketing strategy that has been mapped out for months in advance. And, Probably everyone within a certain circle knew about it, but no one thought to delay it, which was the problem. Mm-hmm. Not so much, you know, someone should have said, oh, there's this other news. Let's let this percolate for a while. Let's let fans deal with this because, yes, it, it doesn't look good, but I don't think it was the type of thing where, oh, there's something bad going on in Star Wars. Let's try and distract him. I don't <laughs> think it was meant as a distraction at all. It's kind of funny because to my reading of, of the article, a lot of it was a matter of people not being thoughtful to John's experience. Not so much overt racism, but people not thinking, not realizing. And it's mm-hmm. the same type of thing here where the people who are in charge of social media, who are in charge of marketing, aren't being thought. And is that an conscious action? No, it's not. They just need to do better. They do. Even if it's a coincidence, they, somebody needs to step up and either delete that tweet or say, that tweet's not going out today. That, mm, that yeah. information is not going out today. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's very easy to believe that it was... Uh, done to hey don't look over there look over here <laughs> well especially when it's a billion dollar corporation like disney who thinks of these things you know right. it's not that far-fetched right uh, yeah shitty but well in other way to disappoint me <laughs> star wars news we yeah. got a a trailer for the lego star wars skywalker saga game mm. that is really cool was due out in october and 
the trailer's cool. And at the end, it says spring 2021. So it has been pushed back to dates unknown except for a season. But I mean, personally, I'm, I think it's a good move to not have that drop like in the middle of squadrons and, uh, even with the Mandalorian coming out at the end of the month, you don't want something like that to get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, by the time spring rolls around next year, we're that much farther out from the ending of the Skywalker saga. It feels like you're missing the boat a little bit. <laughs> now, the game looks amazing. It's I'll tell you what, and that's a testament to the power of Star Wars. Watching this Lego Star Wars trailer, <laughs> there's a couple of moments with the music swelling and all that that I'm like, man, that's a- <laughs> It was yeah, good, you get, you know? yeah. it'd probably be cool, I guess. But but at the same time, man, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a long gap between the end of the Skywalker saga and here's this game. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, it it looks like it's very well executed. Yeah, it looks really good. And I think it's it's going to be a blast. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I had to tell Henry he was pissed, man. Oh, <laughs> sure. Dude. He was. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I told you, you know, Henry had to get his hair cut, right? Oh, and yeah. We saw, did, saw a picture. Did I tell you what he told me when we got home? He was wanting to, he was trying to get me to let him play Xbox. Henry just turned six about a month ago. <laughs> oh, shit. He goes, oh, I have had quite the day. <laughs> it's what he told me, right? Well, you know what he did when we were watching uh, The Goonies? I said, Henry, you're you're a really smart guy. Do you think you could come up with cool inventions like that kid Data in the movie? He goes, I don't know, Dad. I don't have the right technology for it. Oh, shit. Like, and Amanda's eyes got real big. I'm like, I know. He just said technology. Yeah. Damn kid. But as soon as he heard that game was being delayed, he's like, what? Why? He was he was definitely uh, yes. bummed, man. It, you never said if you guys liked the goodies, did you? Did you tell Oh, us? we loved it. Loved I it. loved it. Okay, great. Yeah, it was great. great. It held uh, up. It definitely. Oh, we yeah. saw it in the drive-in. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of Easter eggs and goodies because we, we were watching the drive-in. I went home and I looked up IMDb's trivia. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cool stuff, which I don't remember at all. Like <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Try. It was yeah. so cool. I don't remember it. Yeah. Sweet <laughs> man, that was a really good story. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so here's the other news, man. We got oh, no. the no, no. We got the Thrawn novel and i'm sure king King tom's already read read it twice already (laughs) i've not finished it yet Uh, oh yeah he's got three pages left yeah exactly (laughs) lies yeah and they all lived happily (laughs) and bluely ever after yeah (laughs) papa smurf so how is it so far king tom it's good i like it but it's a tough read Mm. you know del rey put out this kind of chart a list of of the main characters of the names of the fi- because this takes place in Thrawn's home society and it's mm-hmm. ruled by families and they change their names uh, and it has different military ranks so they put out a chart of that but main characters change their names regularly and then not only that but they deal with all these different different alien civilizations and you get confused over who's who and they have different they have like a, they have different types of technology in their ships like instead of the shields that they have in 
the Star Wars galaxy we're used to, they have a different type of defensive technology. And just little things like that. I feel like a some, some sort of visual guide, even if they had come out with some concept art of the different types of aliens, or the ships there flying, something like that would help with this. A visual guide for the book. Yes. That's how difficult of a read I, this is. By I the way. really like it's it's ambitious and I like what they're trying to do. It's just it, and the other thing is it's it's a split narrative like that one Thrawn book that was half Thrawn and Anakin and the other mm-hmm. half was Thrawn and Vader and right. it went back and forth. They do the same thing here. Oh, OK. Huh. All right. Well, what I do mean, you think of it, Eric? I haven't started it. I have it. It's oh. sitting on my candle waiting. <laughs> And, uh, but I haven't started it and now I'm looking forward to it. So I can let us. <laughs> he's like, going to sit in your candle for a while. He's like, oh yep. shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. huh? Well, I, I, I'm just, you- I'll tell you, I'm excited that they're just moving forward on the books. It's good <laughs> that they're still adding mm-hmm. to the universe. You know, we got some other book news with the, yeah, speaking uh, of, yeah, the, speaking of the books, the get high Republic. <laughs> and <laughs> what was the news that came out about that King Tom? They revealed their concept art for, well, they unveiled a High Republic webpage with all their information. They had some new concept art of some of the characters, um, but the big one is that they confirmed something that most people suspected because this is taking place 200 years before the Phantom Menace. Yoda will be involved. Uh, they mentioned that he's going to be in the comic book series uh, done by IDW. and. They had two pictures of him, one in a, I think it's his temple outfit, and the other in his action outfit. And he looks a little bit younger. and Yeah, very, man, he's very, a G looking. Look at that. Looks very angry. pissed off. He's very upset. Look at him. Look at him with the lights are there. Say what? Look at him. Look at him with the lights are there. Light sword. I just said light sword. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Lightsaber. Look at him with that green lightsaber. I've been watching the Turkish Star Wars too much. Oh. <laughs> Do you ever hear the story of George Lucas on, I think it was Colbert the first time? And no. I think it was Colbert. If anyone has heard this, tell me if I'm wrong. But like the, the, he, he, Stephen was talking to his staff and he's like, he really doesn't like to say lightsaber. He likes to say laser sword. So every time during the conversation, Colbert would go the laser sword, the laser sword. And then they cut to the commercial. And during the commercial, they're talking, and, and George leans over and he goes, uh, "You know, Stephen, it's called a lightsaber." Oh shit! So somebody gave us the wrong info, or what? That's yeah. Awesome. That's rad. <laughs> the original concept was that the Jedi would fight with swords, and then I wanted to make it a futuristic kind of sword, so I made it a lightsaber, which is sort of a laser sword. If there's any other news, I don't know what it is. Oh okay. no, you go ahead, King Tom. Go ahead. I guess Jeff Goldblum was giving an interview earlier this week. He was talking about, you know, he loved working with Taika on Thor Ragnarok and he and and they were talking about Disney Plus. And he's like, oh, and by the way, I am working with something. I'm talking with Taika about something secret that I can't tell you about yet. Yes. And the only thing that we the only things we know that Taika are doing is uh, Thor, the Thor four. And a untitled Star Wars movie. So a lot of the speculation is that Jeff Goldblum will be in Star Wars. Hmm. And he did also talk about how he loved The Mandalorian. Yeah. Very interesting having him in Star Wars. He's no, great. I wouldn't be terrible. I, I just don't want it to be like a, oh, hey, that's Jeff Goldblum. 
Yeah. It was fine for Ragnarok, but I don't know. He is one of those actors that he plays himself in every single thing that he plays. <laughs> Nicholson's Nicholson in every character that he plays. Same thing with, with him. He's He doesn't change, I would say. So you're right about that. You'll know it's him instantly. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Uh, guess what I'm selling? Wrong again. Jeff Goldblum wafers, the only cracker that talks when you put it in your mouth. Now, each cracker looks like a tiny Jeff Goldblum, and it makes scintillating conversation. Maybe he'll play stuff, like so a an astromech droid. It's just right. all beeps and boops. <laughs> kind of like what, what they did with BB-8, you know. Beep, uh, 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 boop. <laughs> He'd be great as like a C-3PO. That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a dry humor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like an, an assistant droid kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be funny. Do you want to uh, dive into the Turkish Star Wars since most of you guys haven't seen this? Do um, I? I, st- I still don't trust you. I'm telling you. I still don't want to. It's not a gobble gobble joke. This, this, might, this might be you just leading I'm this thing on for I weeks. S- I swear. I, I wish it was. That would I, be the greatest Oh my God, ever. yeah. I'm um, like, I still, don't, uh, I still don't trust you. I don't buy it. Rolling. Turkish Star Wars. What the what? I told you guys. You thought I was gobble gobbling it up. Check this oh out. Oh my god. What, what, what are, are those? those? Is, is this furry? Is that a mummy? They're furry. Is that Ming Look, the Merciless? It's, it's Ming, yeah. What? what this is just, that? Just it, gets, it gets better, guys. <laughs> he threw them. Look. It's not I like no, the music. No. Oh, oh. oh you, uh, she does not want uh, that. Nope. That's a yeah. gobble gobble. She does right not there. consent to that. Hey, oh, on, hey, on, hey, hey, that was the combo. <laughs> Look at this. What oh, the hell is he doing? Like, that, look, that's in the cantina. Oh, fighting. I thought they were dancing. Is this like... He likes what is it. this child? He likes it. That was Bro, Boy. Was it Satan? That was NeverEnding oh. Story. That was their time. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Hey, and you guys are talking. You, and hey you guys there. are saying, like, why is this Turkish Star Wars? Well, you're going to see why in a second. All right? Oh, Orange. give him the fireman toss. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a home toss. Straight WWF, old school right this there. This is... What is happening? No, it gets better, guys. <laughs> what? He's just hit a specific with? reason Giant why. Yeah. This is Turkish Star Wars. Oh, wow. Okay, that's uh, not in Star Wars, bro. The man who saves the world. No, that's not in Star Wars. But I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> this is. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. They restored it, by the way, in 2K. Not 4K, because they didn't want to go the so, extra 2K. So, uh, so they the, use Star Wars footage for a whole, like, five, ten minute scene of them in space. And, and, and then they just, played the Indiana Jones song. <laughs> it, it, so that was that was for reals? That's a real thing that they found, oh. I swear. And they, they actually, they've restored it. There's podcasts oh. dedicated to this. There's watch parties and all that stuff. Yeah. Turkish Star Wars is thing. And there's a Turkish Rambo, by the way, and a Turkish Superman. I haven't even, I'm going to open this Pandora's box and we're going to have some fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to Turkish Rambo. Yeah, I know you would. Look, <laughs> look I'm going to be honest with you. That was not good. <laughs> no. No, it was not no. at all. No, not at all. And uh, it's actually, Les is dying over here. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a giant Q-tip. Cake, but- <laughs> it looked like Emphis Ness was in one of the scenes. That's exactly. That? He was like, <laughs> dude, that guy, when he makes the face and he's got the big gap between his two front teeth, I swear that was a young Ernest Borgnine. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. It's like, man, that's that. He made that. It didn't work out. And so he had to be on Airwolf. 
<laughs> oh, Airwolf. Airwolf. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> what a classic, Airwolf. man. What a great show. It was For the intro, see? Like the intro mm-hmm. of the theme. Oh, damn. And Jan Michael Vincent pretending to play the cello. That was oh, yes. a beauty. Yes. Airwolf. Yep. So good. What an interesting character trait to throw in there. Hey, our guy plays the cello. Does our guy yeah. know how to play the cello? Nope. Eh, nobody will know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, there you go. Turkish Star Wars, no gobble gobble jokes, boo. Yeah, you weren't fucking around. It was legit. <laughs> yeah. We'll dive into it a little bit more later on, I think. That was terrible. It's terrible. It's, That's it's, a, like a crime against humanity terrible. Mm. Yeah. I want to know what he did to piss off all the furries. There was a lot of furries in this. There definitely were a lot of furries in this. Well, well I want to know why the chick was so not into kissing no, the dude. She did not Would you be? It. Look at him. She just no, looked but, at him like, but I'm just saying, please don't. Do you think that maybe that she he was so repulsive that that even with her amazing acting, she couldn't make herself pretend to be into that- it? I mean, because right, he just, was into it. He had her cupped and everything. <laughs> cupped. He was. He had that. I'm gonna take you around he was the world. Just like, look on yeah. his face. Yeah. Well, the worst part was the Indiana Jones. Like, why are you playing Star Wars? But <laughs> then you're gonna bust out Indiana Jones. See, no, but That's but just as, to confuse us. Yeah. It's no, I connected. thought you were. I thought you were yeah. fucking with us. I I thought you'd like cut something into that. Whereas, like, look no, at this. No, I look I didn't at know. this. Like, it is Star I Wars. Then I see some dude in like a random bike helmet just <laughs> fucking flying through space. I so, to do so, with that whole thing. So they they literally <laughs> He's just tie fighters and they try to trick us because they zoom up on the yeah. tie fighters like we haven't seen that shot before in Star Wars. So what uh, we saw on there was legitimately from that film. The yes, the it's scenes, that's that's a movie. That's the scenes movie. from A New Hope with the aspect ratio smushed in correctly. Yep, and then the guy yeah. superimposed over it, and then the Indiana Jones march. Yes, yes. And there's no trailer it. for the film. You can actually watch the entire film on YouTube. It's free. It's out there, um, but. There's no trailer. So that's like a 2K restoration trailer that somebody put out. But what you're hearing and the sounds and everything are legit. Wow. Wow is right. <laughs> so there you go. That's our trailer trash, kind of. Turkish Star Wars. Gobbles of trash. trash. Yeah. Thank you for that. all that Star Wars stuff, though, Eric. We did oh, have some stuff. Yeah, I'm happy to happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, Let's, i got to uh, wash my brain oh, after seeing that, man. <laughs> I know. Pop culture breakdown. Not a lot of stuff, guys, but... Disney is rebooting the Haunted Mansion. There was rumors that Guillermo del Toro was going to take over this, which was very Ooh. interesting. Ooh. That's not happening. That got tanked. That got tanked real quick. Uh, Hollywood Reporter has a scoop on a new Haunted Mansion movie stating that Katie Dippold is penning the film. So she's going to write it. It's going to be a whole new uh, thing, a whole complete reboot of the Haunted Mansion. I love the Haunted Mansion ride. I don't know if you guys have ever been on it. It's fantastic. Um, and then they change it up to Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think Eddie Murphy is going to be in this one. Benioff and Weiss have their new project. And this is the project that they signed on to Netflix after they got canned by Lucasfilm. This was interesting. I wanted to see if Les or King Tom or Eric, if you guys have, boo, have you heard of this? So next, Netflix has ordered a drama series based on the award-winning Chinese book series, The Three-Body Problem. Have you guys heard of this? No, no sir. Anyone? No. Okay. Not until now. 
Okay, the series is a trilogy. It's a trilogy, and it's supposed to be just crazy. It's uh, Luce Sixon. I, I, I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm, I apologize. But this is coming from Beanie Off and Weiss, by the way. They have hired to run this thing, to be the showrunners. This is what their quote was. It's the most ambitious science fiction series we've read, taking readers on a journey from the 1960s until the end of time, from life on our pale blue dot to the distant fringes of the universe. We look forward to spending the next years of our lives bringing this to the audiences. So this is going to be their Game of Thrones, their next one. But this is really cool because here is who else. These are the people that are involved. In addition to Benioff and Weiss and the original writer, Ryan Johnson serves as executive producer along with Brad Pitt and Roseman Pike. So they're going to be also hmm. involved in this thing. This is a big, big deal for Netflix. This is going to be one of their biggest things that they're going to push. This is one of the reasons why they kind of had their foot in both rooms, I guess you can say. And Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy is like, well, you got to... Yeah, pick one. Well, you got to pick one and then, oh, you're, you're not picking one? Well, then you get, get the hell out of here. That's that. Uh, we can jump into some comic book TV movie news. John Boyega actually talks some DC. I talked to Les about this earlier. People have been on Twitter asking John Boyega, what DC character would you be? And everybody is shooting out John Stewart, I think less you even should out. You said John Stewart as I, well. I would say the popular pick is always going to be John Stewart. Sure, and that makes sense. Uh, he'd yeah. be great at it. But he laughed it off and said, "Why can't I be the Red Hood? I want to be the Red Hood." Ooh. So, wanted to get your take, Les, on that. What do you think, John Boyega, as a Red Hood and Boo? No, 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 as a Red Hood, just wouldn't work. No, you okay? That wouldn't. Uh... You can't do that to Jason Todd. I'm sorry, as a comic book fan. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we will explore the comic book origins of the Red Hood. Robin, Batman's sidekick, had been passed from Dick Grayson to Jason Todd. In the famous 1988 storyline, A Death in the Family, the Joker brutally murdered Jason Todd just when the boy had tracked down his long-lost mother. But the dead don't stay buried in the world of comic books. In 2005, a new Red Hood arose to create chaos in Gotham and it turned out that this Red Hood was actually a resurrected Jason Todd. An anomaly in the DC Universe caused by Superboy resulted in Jason coming back to life, but he was badly damaged, little more than a zombie who responded strictly through instinct. Found by Talia al Ghul, daughter of Batman's foe Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, we're not getting into that here, Jason was given tender care. Eventually, against her father's commands, Talia dunked Jason into the Lazarus Pit which has the ability, as some of you may know, to restore the mostly dead back to life. Jason was now truly reborn. However, the process also darkened his soul and brought the worst of him to the surface. When he discovered that Batman had not killed the Joker to avenge his death, Jason became Batman's enemy and adopted the Red Hood as his new identity. I, I can see, I, I understand the push, but I, I hope he's joking because I don't think he was. Oh, no, man. There's no way. Jason Todd is the, whether people love him or not, he is one of the most iconic characters. He's, he's, he's the Robin that got killed by the Joker, and he turns out to be Red Hood, and mm -hmm. he's made a, a resurgence in comics. And it would be really cool to get the Red Hood out and on in, in live action, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I, I'd, I'd rather okay. see him try to be like an actual black superhero from there. He could be Mr. Terrific. He could be... Uh, and that's why I think a lot of people said Jon Stewart would be fantastic. Right. And, you know, yeah, I think that would be better. But, I mean, 
if they can make it work, I guess they can. It's just that 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 would be either not that they're, not that they're like like pl- like trying to get him. He that's he just right. threw it out there. And you're right, he might be just messing and fucking around with some people. Like, why can't I be the Red Hood? If I want to be the Red Hood, you know, which is possible. Uh, I saw something else. We're uh, on the we're on the DC train right now. I saw something else that I didn't realize that came out in 2018, and I thought it was a great freaking idea. Les, did you see? The Gotham by Gaslight. Is it the animated? It's the animated one. Yeah, right? it's an, it's an animated and it's feature. Him, uh, Jack the Ripper, right? Yeah, it's yeah. set back during Jack the Ripper days, and it's looks really really cool. And I thought, how great would that be if they, with all this DC stuff, doing their own universes and own, you know, what I mean, yeah, their own Earth. How cool yeah. would that be? How cool would that setting be? As Bruce Wayne in that setting. Going after Was Jack that, the Ripper, uh, early, early 1900s London. Yeah, early 1900s. Yeah. The I haven't seen the uh, the animated feature, but I, I I definitely want to. There's a butcher in this town preying on poor women, and the Gotham police stand twiddling their thumbs. Your evening attire, sir. That was not the suit. I need Alfred. I mean to rid Gotham of the Ripper. He's a skilled hunter, and he's just getting started. You're studying me. You're a fascinating subject. I'm not just another pretty face. Bruce Wayne, you are under arrest. You can't imagine I'm actually the Ripper. The deluxe suite. I need to get out of here. Gotham needs the Batman. Every moment puts women in danger. Gotham by Gaslight is a very cool concept. I think he ends up having to track down Jack the Ripper. This is the synopsis, Les. It says, Gotham City, at the turn of the century, is experiencing a golden era of discovery and industry, as showcased by the affluent businessman Bruce Wayne's World Fair. So he set up the World Fair. Down in the darkest alleys, there's a killer on the loose, preying on the city's women. The killer is a, as precise, as he is cruel. As police commissioner, James Gordon tries to calm the fears of Gotham citizens over the butcher's name, Jack the Ripper, the masked vigilante Batman does some detective work on his own. With the help of the sultry and sure-footed Selina Kyle, witness a world in flames as a killer's controlled savagery meets the calculated stealth of the Dark Knight. Great synopsis. It's kind of like, uh, what is it, uh, Batman versus the Predator kind of thing? Yeah, like they, you know how they be, they yeah, put them in different things. I would love to see this with the different universes. Why not? Like DC can do whatever the hell they want right now. You know, with with this flashpoint, it just opens it up for anything. And what a great segue because we have a voicemail from one DC fan, not King Tom. The one. Here. The one. The one. The whim. The whim actually left a voicemail on our hotline. I didn't even remember that we had a hotline until oh. whim said I sent it to you. And then I checked and I was like, oh my gosh, we do have a hotline message and the whim left it for us. So let's listen to the whim. Gentlemen, I'm calling this one in because my microphone was all going in and out, fucking up and making me sound much worse than I already do. I know you're expecting me to come on here and tell you all the fuck off. And I think that's what everyone is expecting. But as a recent cancer survivor, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Cancer sucks, and he was an inspiration to everyone as a brilliant actor and a wonderful person. Wakanda forever, rest in peace. 
I want to continue with my love fest by calling out my man last. Mr. Crunch Crunch takes plenty of shit from you guys, but I was most proud of what he said last week. We should be happy with all that we're getting. I'm a bit older, so I grew up at a different time. I didn't grow yeah, up with Spider-Man or Marvel. I grew up with Superbred. The day after I graduated from Super high school, friends. Tim Burton's Batman came out in the theater. DC will always hold a higher place for me. I don't hate Marvel, and I enjoy the product. So kudos to my friend Les for sticking up for the people in the middle who enjoyed both sides and just want to see good storytelling. On to DC. They really didn't have that fan, though. Since I'm married and my wife makes me do shit, I only get to watch the trailers when I got home. <laughs> I loved everything they produced. What this means with the Snyder Cut in the future, my guess is that the Flashpoint will put everything back in line and much like the Rise of Skywalker, it'll get everything back into a workable universe. Oh wait, they use the multiverse. So everything is still canon. They do what they want. If they can just keep the suit to listen to Marvel people contaminating their mind away from ruining everything. Uh -oh. Yes, Martha happened, and that was a bad decision, but they messed up everything after that because they listened to Marvel people. The guy made the Watchmen. You really think he was going to have a tree dancing the 70s tunes? No. <laughs> Do we go back and not make Rito shoot first? No, we move forward. We should take what we get from the Snyder Cut, tie it together with Flashpoint, and go forward. It's my belief that the end of Snyder's Justice League, the back point up. You want to use Affleck or Keaton to create a Batman Begins? I'm all for that. There has to be a reason why Snyder has picked older Batman. Another thing, the upcoming Batman movie is considered to be its own thing, like the Joker movie. You say Batman or Batman? And Batman. They filmed only 25% of the movie. Plenty of time to make a script or story change to fit what they have planned. So we can go anywhere with that. I also like to come in and give you some shit about fucking up all the villains in Suicide Squad, but I don't read comics. So to me, it's like, oh, look, there's that crying elephant from the Rankin Bass Island, the Misfit Toys. I guess he's a bad guy now. <laughs> I have a fucking book. The movie looks great, though. So next time, guys. Oh, yeah. From your message. That's suck. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Next time. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks, Wim. Wim has such a good time telling us fuck off. I know. Doesn't he? And, and it's his time, right? It DC is, is mm -hmm. doing well. It's his time. Let, let him have it. King Tom, let him have it. Didn't say he couldn't have it. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes, King Tom. By the way, Marvel, I think they listen to our podcast, the higher ups, <laughs> the VJs of the world, because it looks like they are starting filming again. You know, King Tom's like, we got shit coming out. And evidently they're going back to work because Natalie Portman and her family was seen on her private jet landing in Sydney. And because she is going to be starting filming Love and Thunder. So, Great news, and Shang-Chi has also started production down under. So mm. it's in the works. It's in the works, King Tom. You were right. It's happening. I think we should end this thing with the Black Adam little teaser that we didn't get to see last time. I think we should watch it together. See what you guys think. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, not cool enough for last episode, evidently, but cool enough for this episode. Let's watch Black Adam. All right. 5,000 years ago, Kandak was a melting that pot of cool. cultures, wealth, Me and Boo power, hold that pose all the time. Magic. Yet most of us had nothing except for the chains around our necks. Kandak needed a hero. Instead, they got me. I did what needed to be done. And they
they imprisoned me for it. Now, 5,000 years later, I'm free. Damn. And I give you my word. No one will ever stop me again. And that's the iconic picture, right? Cover. Yeah, that's one, one of, the of them. Yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. I just hope that they're probably going to have to push back production on that. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, today, The Rock said he and his family have COVID. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. My goodness. That's awful. He got it from mm-hmm. his personal gym. He did? No. I probably. It's his well, gym. Have, have you seen that shit? He literally travels with a gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every morning like, he wakes up at five in the morning or four in the morning and works out. No matter where yeah, he where is, he it's is, like now. a giant container truck full of his gym equipment. He has it set up wherever he goes. Well, that's unfortunate that he has it in his family. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he's speedy recovery. But that does look really cool. Question for the comic book gurus. Black Adam, where is his origin? Is it Egypt, Middle East? Where is it? Like, can I, is this something that I can be really stoked about? It's Egypt, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Egyptian gods. Okay, so I can just claim him. And so Shazam is each one. The the letters in Shazam stand for, each each one stands for an Egyptian god. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm just going to say, this is my superhero. Yeah. I don't know. He's not really a hero. Yeah, how are they going to make this? I know this is going to be very much like Harley Quinn, where it's, it's I a think they're making him evil. an anti-hero because I think they're going to try to make him an anti-hero. Oh, he is the very first Shazam. He's the very first one, yeah. Okay, so that's by, right, that's right. So him with the cha- him being the champion, right. and it was the Egyptian gods. So, okay. so when he says Shazam, like I said before. Right, that's what gets a little confusing. And but then Shazam is probably going to be involved in this whole thing, correct? Yeah, and then maybe a Superman situation because Black in the in the comics, Black Adam and Shazam go against Superman, correct? Or vice versa, Superman and Shazam go against Black Adam. Uh, yeah. Whenever Black Adam's on the scene, everybody has to show up because he's a badass. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Anytime Black Adam, it's usually him. He can kick Superman's ass, so it's usually two to three people taking him on. Okay, got it. Thank you for clarifying. This is this definitely looks cool. You excited about this? Oh yeah, it looks very cool. The funny thing is, is that it looks very cool, and this is kind of, I guess, not something we're gonna see. The whole animation and things like that. Kind of, it's like a yeah. We're not gonna see that. To, to be honest, it's like a it's like a slideshow with mm-hmm. some awesome effects to it. So yeah, so this is not what we're gonna see. People are already hyped up for it. Just seeing the rock and things like that. So yeah, if we're already excited, and this is kind of. Not the way it's going to look, but the plan that they have. Oh, yeah. This this looks awesome. These are just very cool storyboards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, yeah. question for you is yes. that if we saw this, let's say that Lucasfilm did something for Celebration and like fandom, like we talked about last week, and this is something we got for, I don't know, Cassian. Would that be cool for you to see that kind of animation, kind of like storyboard if because of COVID, because they can't obviously film stuff? Would you be happy with that? With a whole bunch of... Yeah, with, with a bunch like, of Mando stuff that we've already no, no, seen. No, no, but I mean, I, what I'm saying is like with set up like a trailer with the trailer music and all that. Yeah. No. Okay. But, and gotcha. here's why. Because there's so much up in the air about what the show is even going to be like and about that that's just... Just don't don't give me all the fluff. Just Just show me some concept art and let that be that. 
Now, it, that's because of I'm invested in it. Now, with this, I have no idea who this character is. I'm not hip to that line of comics. So the way they presented it was pretty cool. And I liked yeah. it. And but you like so were you not knowing anything about it, uh, that intrigued you a little bit? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. All right, guys. A this bitter. is Booze Tidbits. That's right. Just a bittersweet. Booze Bits. Booze Bits. Fuzzy yeah. Bits. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuzzy Bits. Uh, oh, God, that's gross, but I love it. Keep that is, oh, Booze Fuzzy Bits coming at you. Oh, my God. Okay. That's <laughs> awful. Well, that's awful. <laughs> Shit. Now I regret this. Bittersweet Bits. Bittersweet Bits. Chadwick Boseman's final film is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with Viola Davis. Oh. The story is yes. set in 1927. This is the last time we're going to see him on film. Mm. Uh, and it follows Ma Rainey in the Battle of uh, Wills with her white manager and producer over uh, over control of her music. It oh, is produced wow. by Denzel Washington. It will be wow. released on Netflix sometime this year. Wow. Who Denzel, who paid for his tuition at Oxford, by the way. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. that's very yeah. cool. And then also the last time we will see him as T'Challa will be uh, in Marvel Studios What If series for Disney oh. Plus. In the show, T'Challa becomes Star-Lord instead of Black Panther. No way. So yeah, so that's he's cool. he never will be completely gone, but these are the last two times that we're going to see him on screen, essentially. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for mm-hmm. giving us those. Fuzzy bits. Oh, God. By the way, do you have a Naboo? Because if Steel's listening, he probably stopped listening a long time ago. But if Steel's listening, he wants something out of you. He wants he, he wants some more of yeah, my fuzzy he, bits. He wants some of your fuzzy bits. Oh, man. Does, uh, do you have any Naboo situation coming out? I, I do. Oh, I okay. Do. Here we go. We'll end it with Naboo. Oh, God. <laughs> look, how, look how happy Eric is. Eric's <laughs> left. Eric just left. Yeah. Eric took a deep breath. He burped the other Eric way. Eric actually burped back. away from the mic. I was yeah. hoping, no, I was hoping that TIE fighter would fly off the wall and ram me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have you now. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be Han Solo and go, Yahoo, kid! Pull this thing and go home. Oh, no. Pull this thing and go home, boo. I got to tell you, this game isn't fun. I say that not with love, but with brutal honesty. Yeah, I am going to blow it up. Okay, statement number one. Yoda is based on the eminent scientist Albert Einstein. Hmm. Statement number two. Darth Vader's chess piece has ancient Latin etched into it. It reads, his deeds will not be forgiven until he merits. Sifo-Dyas was originally Sido-Dyas. The change happened because of a typo. See, I'm worried about the second one, King Tom and Eric and everybody else, because I'm worried that it's not Latin. It's another language. Um, it's, it's, it would uh, be typical boo shenanigan right there. <laughs> what do you think, King Tom? And Eric? Oh, it's number two. It's Hebrew. It's, it's Hebrew. <laughs> are you sure, <laughs> boo? Are you for real? Uh, yeah, you, everybody else has to answer. You can't. Well, you all oh, I'm going to go Tom. with King Tom. He is all very right. sure about this. <laughs> it yeah. says the same stuff. It's not like changing a letter here, word here, or there. Like Sifo and Sido. I don't, I don't know what I don't know where it says, it, but the the language is in Hebrew. Um, Stuart Freeborn used Einstein as a, or a picture of Einstein as a basis, especially for Yoda's eyes. What was the third one? The uh, Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas yeah, that, was actually Sido-Dyas. The change happened because of a typo. Um, mm. I, you know what? I don't know if the change happened because of a typo, but the original script of Attack of the Clones, it was Sido-Dyas. Yes. And George thought it was too close to Sidious. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So what do you think? Are you sticking with two, Eric? I'm sticking Less? with two. Yeah, it's number two. It's I'm number just going to roll with those gentlemen and go with number two. Boo. That is correct. That is number two. How it is actually is Hebrew, yes. But it was actually a typo. It was a typo, and it was a, George just kept it in. He liked it. Uh, yeah. Good job. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Dang. Damn. That, yeah. that, that got dark in a real quick, real quick hurry. <laughs> Kiss my ass. All right. Yeah. How dare you, sir? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll leave it at Ooh. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> really on Blow this thing and go home. You yeah. You really on a turn. You're yeah. welcome, Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I, sh- I should have kept my fucking my tracking on and I just missed right there. It, fucking, it whizzed off into space and everybody got annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> It's a one movie, one movie series. Yeah, <laughs> the Empire wins now. Oh shit, Mister Tom Chansky, the king of all pods, the lover of Marvel, the hater of DC, the man who starts all the controversy, Marvel versus DC. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky, where I'm sure Sunday morning I will be tweeting about laser swords. Damn it! <laughs> and, on, and on Patreon shows for the Bad Motivator, Steel Wars, and Blue Harvest. Damn, I, fuck. Mr. Strothers, where can people find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Eric Strothers, and check out my other mostly Star Wars-related podcast, The Bad Motivators, where we motivate badly. Mr. Less is More. You see, I didn't say Crunch Crunch because I got shit for that today. Where can people find you, Crunch Crunchy? Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, at Less is More 78. And right here on the Sith list. And you can also find him on Steel Wars. Check out that amazing podcast today. The hyper chat that he had with Maria from Sisters with Sabres. And talking about the John Boyega situation. They were very, it was a great podcast, like I said before. Carlos Borger, where can people find you fucking up this Naboo game? I know. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list, boo. You can find me at The Sith List on Twitter. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week on episode number 214 of The Sith List.
can't I can't remember the Corey Feldman's or uh, I'm sorry. God damn it. Um, Corey, ha- Corey Haim? No, no it's, hang it's on. Feldman. Corey Hart. Feldman. No, I totally got I totally got Cor- sidetracked. I'm sorry. Corey Hart. Good one. When, <laughs> yes, Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Yes, that's him right there. <laughs> when uh, uh, Corey Van Dyke. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, the, there's this whole game. Good Lord, this went just fell off. I know what you're gonna tweet now, man. <laughs> Fuck. I right when it says <laughs> laser sword. What the hell am I? What have you been watching? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Laser swords. Laser sword. Laser sword. Laser sword. Laser sword. Laser sword.